Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Tinseltown shines just enough to blind you from the horrible things that go on behind the curtains. Welcome to Episode 2 in our series on the murder of Thelma Todd, a celebrated comedic actress and businesswoman who was found dead in a car in her lover's garage. Could it have been Jewel Carmen, the lover's wife, who learned about his affair? Or could it have been the lover himself, Roland West, Or, maybe it was suicide. We dive deeper into the lives of the old Hollywood stars in this episode. December 16th, 1935. The air was cold, and the weatherman predicts frost. A rare but welcome occurrence in the sunny state of California... By 10 a.m., the winds had settled, but it remained chilly. May Whitehead left her home, wrapped in a scarf, to retrieve Thelma Todd's Lincoln Phaeton from Roland West and Jewel Carmen's home and bring it to her apartment above the cafe. As part of her daily routine, May would drive to the garage where Thelma's 1932 Lincoln Phaeton was kept. Upon arrival she would remove Thelma's car from the garage, leave her own vehicle inside, and drive down the hill to the cafe in the Phaeton. She would park the car at the front of the building, ensuring that Thelma had easy access to it throughout the day. This was a ritual that had developed because Thelma despised walking and especially loathed the 271 hillside steps that connected the cafe to the garage. In fact, Thelma's hatred for the trek was so intense that she would often ask one of her young cafe employees, Bob Anderson, to return the car to the garage for her at the end of the day. Anderson would later recount his duties to the coroner, shedding light on the idiosyncrasies of Thelma's daily routine. The events of that fateful day would unravel the mystery surrounding Thelma's routine, and the truth behind her untimely demise would leave many questions unanswered. May had been Thelma Todd's trusted confidant and devoted housekeeper since 1931, 
and she would always sing the praises of her employer. Thelma was a Hollywood icon, but she was also a human being, with her fair share of struggles. May have been there to support her through the ups and downs, including the painful breakup of her marriage to Pat DeSico and other personal dramas. The past year had been particularly trying for Thelma, with a seemingly endless string of stressful events involving Roland West. As May drove across town, she thought about Thelma being eager to bid farewell to 1935 and start fresh in the new year. May turned onto the quiet residential streets that led to Roland and Jewel Carmen's garage, located at 17531 Positano Road. The couple owned the stunning home, perched on the hill above the garage. But in recent times, part of the sprawling mansion had been occupied by cafe manager Rudy Schaefer and his wife, Alberta, who happened to be Jewel Carmen's sister. Jewel had since moved out, though perhaps after learning of the affair. Now, Roland spent most of his nights in the spare apartment above Thelma's cafe. His reasoning for staying in the apartment adjacent to Thelma's was purely practical. He worked late looking at books for the cafe and found it more convenient to spend the night there rather than make the long journey back home. It made sense, somewhat. It didn't make sense why Thelma, who had other homes to stay, chose to stay at the cafe as well, with nothing but a sliding wooden door separating their bedrooms. The rumors flew. Many people had questions, but for May, it was not her place to question her employer's personal life. When she was later asked in court about who else was living above the cafe with Miss Todd. She simply replied, I don't know anything about it. I have nothing to do with the cafe whatsoever. The truth behind the arrangement will become a hot topic of discussion in the investigation as the mystery surrounding Thelma's death deepened. May's reticence would only add to the intrigue. Once May reached Roland's home, she slid open the door and headed to Thelma's car, intending to load in the bundles of clothing and other items she had brought for her employer. As she approached the passenger side, she noticed an odd shape in the driver's seat, and when she opened the door, she was greeted by Thelma Todd, beautiful as ever in her blue gown, sparkling diamonds, and tight curls, crumpled over the steering wheel. It took her a few minutes to gather herself before rushing out of the garage and running to the cafe to sound the alarm. Thelma Todd, the beloved Hollywood icon, was dead. The apartment above the cafe was a different story. The eerie calm of Roland's garage was contrasted against the turmoil here. Roland hadn't slept in two nights, only tossing and turning in his four-poster bed. Finally, around 5 or 6 a.m., 
he managed to drift off to sleep, but his slumber was short-lived. Just a few hours later, the phone began ringing insistently. Dazed and confused, he answered the phone and heard the voice of Charles Harry Smith, the cafe treasurer. Smith informed West that May Whitehead had come down from the garage and reported that something was terribly wrong with Miss Todd. West's heart sank, and he felt a sense of dread wash over him. What's wrong with her? he asked, his voice barely above a whisper. May thinks she's dead, Smith replied, his words cutting through the silence like a knife. West felt a shiver run down his spine, and he sprang into action. Pulling on his trousers, shirt, and coat, he hurried downstairs, where he was met by a frantic May who was trying to make sense of what she had seen. The pair jumped into her car and sped up the hill towards the garage, their hearts pounding with a mixture of fear and uncertainty. May was so much in confusion and grief that she missed the turnoff she was meant to take, and she was forced to double back. As she did, one of the cafe employees spotted the car and noticed the alarm on her face, as well as Roland's. The employee assumed May was taking West to the doctor, as he looked ashen and ill. Of course, the situation was far graver than that. Eventually, May and Roland arrived at the garage, and the director wasted no time in seeing for himself what had happened inside. May was sent to the main house to alert Rudy and Alberta Schaefer, who had no idea of the events that were unfolding. The atmosphere was charged with emotion, and the air was thick with fear and confusion. No one knew what happened to Thelma Todd, and somehow that was scarier. Without thinking, Roland reached out to touch Thelma's cold, ashen face, but as his fingers brushed against her skin, he noticed several drops of blood near her nose. As the Schaefers arrived at the garage, they too were stunned. Rudy approached the Lincoln Phaeton and touched Thelma's cheek, confirming that she had indeed passed away. He too noticed the blood, but in his recollection, it was all over her mouth and had run down onto the seat where she was slumped. He wiped it off with a handkerchief, his mind racing as he tried to make sense of what had happened. The question on everyone's lips was whether Thelma had been sick, but the blood made it difficult to tell. Rudy left to make the necessary calls hoping to avoid the glare of the media until the authorities could arrive. But rather than call from his house up the hill from the garage, he decided to drive into town instead, using Roland West's car. Rudy drove into Santa Monica and stopped at a printing shop to make the call. Back in Roland's home, as Alberta Schaefer stood silently by, West surveyed the scene before him, his mind racing as he tried to make sense of what he was seeing. He examined the ignition switch and noticed that it was in the on position, which struck him as odd given that the car was not running. 
he got out of the car and walked up and down, scanning the area for any clues that might shed light on Thelma's death. One theory was that she had left the engine running and died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Returning to the car, West looked at Thelma once again, and as he did, he realized that she must have tried to get out of the car when she died. It was evident in her position. The angle she was in was as if she was about to get out of the car. Suicide, in that case, could definitely be ruled out. You're listening to Foul Play Crime Series from Black Label Podcasting. Let's take a quick break to talk about this episode's sponsor, HelloFresh. Fall is just around the corner, and you know what that means. That's right, back to school shopping and getting your kids back in the swing of school. Between all of that and work, I don't have time to plan meals and go grocery shopping. That's why I use HelloFresh. HelloFresh is super easy. All you have to do is go online, pick your meals and delivery date, then sit back and relax after all that school shopping and wait on your box to arrive. In it, you'll find your recipe cards and all your pre-portioned ingredients to make a delicious, healthy meal in as little as 15 minutes. Seriously, what more can you ask for? With 40 recipes every week, you don't have to worry about eating the same thing all the time either. Last night, I had one of my favorites, chicken and mushroom flatbread. Tonight, we're trying the honey thyme chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50FoulPlay and use code 50FoulPlay for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50FoulPlay and use code 50FoulPlay for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. In our ongoing journey dissecting real-life mysteries, I've found a perfect companion in a game that not only captivates, but also lets me step into the shoes of a detective in the glamorous 1920s, June's Journey. As someone who's delved deep into the game, playing through the intriguing scenarios of June Parker, I can personally vouch for its immersive experience. In June's Journey, you unravel the mystery of June Parker's sister's murder. Each scene is a visual and intellectual puzzle, with hidden clues scattered across beautifully crafted locations. What I've enjoyed most is the depths of the storyline. Each chapter peels back a layer of this thrilling narrative, revealing danger, mystery, and romance. Besides the allure of solving mysteries, the game lets you design and customize your own luxurious estate island. Building my estate has been a delightful escape, offering a creative break from the intense narratives we tackle on the podcast. For those of you who enjoy the blend of history, mystery, and narrative depth we explore on this podcast, June's Journey offers a chance to live out those elements in a beautifully interactive setting. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. And join me in this ongoing quest to uncover hidden truths and solve complex mysteries. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rudy, meanwhile, made his way back to the sidewalk cafe to wait for the police to arrive. As the police descended on the scene, reporters and onlookers soon followed all clamoring for a glimpse of the actress's lifeless body. Among those who arrived was Harvey Preister, a close friend of Thelma's, who had heard the news while at a bank in Hollywood. He rushed to Alice Todd's house to inform her of the tragedy, beating Mae Whitehead, who had been sent there by Roland West, to the scene. In a state of shock and despair, Alice made her way to the garage, her heart heavy with grief. As she approached the garage, she turned to those present, her eyes filled with tears. My daughter was murdered, she said, her voice shaking with anguish and despair. With those words, the gravity of the situation became too real, and the air was filled with a sense of foreboding and despair. As the investigation began, a number of theories began to circulate. For one, the autopsy report showed lethal amounts of carbon monoxide in her blood. But there was something else. Her throat had been damaged, indicating that a hose or something of that sort had been forcibly shoved into her mouth. The discovery sent an eerie echo of a disturbing incident involving Thelma and Luciano. Some from the party confirmed that, at one point, Thelma had sworn off drinking to control her weight. But Luciano had forcefully shoved a champagne bottle into her mouth in an attempt to get her drunk. But besides that, many stories went about in the papers. Some speculated that her mother's plans to build a new mansion may have been a factor, as Thelma's financial situation was not entirely clear. Alice Todd, Thelma's mother, had a forthright opinion about her daughter's death. In her view, it had been a tragic accident, and she dismissed the ongoing investigation as nothing more than cheap politicians trying to get jobs. Despite her conviction, the investigation into Thelma's death continued to garner attention. One major aspect that has raised suspicion 
is the walk that Thelma allegedly took from where she was dropped off to where she was found dead. The distance was long, and Thelma would have had to climb over 270 stairs or walk through dark and hilly areas. Her shoes and stockings would have been dirty and damaged from the walk, but they were both clean and undamaged. Her hair was also perfectly styled, which was surprising since the night of the party was rather windy. All of this has led people to believe that she was placed in the car by someone else rather than having walked there herself. Another factor is that Thelma had a broken nose, which is hard to self-inflict. People have suggested that she may have gotten locked out and gotten to her car to keep warm until the morning, but her key was found in her handbag. It's also hard to believe that Thelma would have committed suicide, especially considering that her behavior indicated that she was looking forward to the future. Many fingers were pointed at Thelma's ex-husband, Pat DeSico. He was a producer and a mobster and had ties to Lucky Luciano, the famous gangster. Luciano and his gang wanted to start an illegal gambling parlor on the third floor of Thelma's cafe, but she had refused them multiple times. It's believed that the mob was not used to people saying no to them, and it may have led to her murder. Some people also believe that Roland West, who lived with Thelma and had ties to the mafia too, had been involved. Then, of course, there was the theory that Jewel Carmen may have gotten jealous and killed Thelma. Despite everything, Thelma Todd's death was ruled a suicide by the police. Thelma's cafe continued to run under the direction of Roland West but it lost much of its celebrity status after Todd's death. On his deathbed in 1951, Roland allegedly confessed to his role in her death to Chester Morris, an actor and close friend. Morris committed suicide in 1971, and Hal Roach, the man who gave Thelma her first acting job, died in 1992. Thelma Todd's life was a tragic tale, full of the kind of pain and abuse tabloid journalists would have a field day with. Her father was a distant, abusive, corrupt politician in her hometown. Her mother, a manipulative woman, forced her daughter into a beauty contest that would lead to a Hollywood contract, despite Todd's desire to be a schoolteacher. Throughout her life, Todd sought out father figures, who proved to be even more abusive than her own father. Her tumultuous, romantic relationships also reflected this pattern, picking men who were dangerous and abusive. The men around her, even colleagues and superiors, didn't treat her well. This included Hal Roach, who invented the potato clause which dictated that Thelma had to remain a certain weight if she wanted to keep getting work. To ensure her place in the industry, her mother started her on diet pills, and she got addicted. Todd's life was one of pain, abuse, and trauma. But according to her friends, 
she always stayed cheery and full of life. Those who knew her well knew even the hardest of days wouldn't have caused her to take her own life. Even if we don't know what happened that night, at least we know it wasn't suicide. As always, thanks for listening. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.